Today's episode of the podcast is a first. Today's episode is the first time that we have ever interviewed or spoken to a former Royal Marine, serving Royal Marine or member of the Royal Marine's family's child. Uh, today we're interviewing uh, little Harry Drake because he is doing something outstanding uh, and phenomenal and truly selfless to help raise money for RMA, the Royal Marines charity. Now, the surname, Drake, may be familiar to a lot of you. You may know the story of Harry's dad, Matt. If you don't, I'm not going to spoil it because we spoke to Matt as well. Matt told us a little bit about his story, about what happened to him. And then we had a little bit of a chat to Harry to talk about what he's going to do to help support us and support his dad. So without further ado... um, Welcome to the Charlie Charlie One podcast with Matt and Harry Drake. Matt, Harry, welcome to the Charlie Charlie One podcast. And thank you both for um, for giving up your time to be here and to share both of your stories with the... Uh... Hi, Mark. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having us. How are you doing, Harry? You all right? Yeah, good. <laughs> Listen, before we get started and we get into this, I just need you to know you are the first kid that we've had on the podcast. Everyone else has been boring, smelly old men, like me and your dad. Sure. <laughs> You're the first kid to listen, mate. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you coming on and doing this. So what I thought we'd do, first of all, is uh, start with dad, start with you, Matt. Um, tell us a little bit about your background as a you know, former Royal Marine and, and what happened to you and what you're doing now. And then we'll move on to Harry and talk a little bit about the challenge that he's got coming up and how guys can support him. Yeah, so um, I joined up in 2004. And um, yeah, so uh, been in the course since 2004. And I was um, with Lima Company. Two commando, and we were deployed in the Gulf region, uh, doing sort of short-term training team type jobs. And uh, we had a bit of time off over Christmas, so we stopped off in Dubai. And um, what happened was we had a bit of organised uh, R and R, a bit of adventure training. You know how things are in the core mark. You know any any. Uh, opportunity to do a bit of adventure training is always a bonus because uh, we're always really busy aren't we so I think that's probably the the first time I've done AT since I first passed out I think I've done I did AT when I first passed out and then that was it, it just yeah it's like oh brilliant time to do a bit of AT happy days um, what were you doing so there was a bunch of different activities they had uh, laid on in Dubai um, one of the activities was a day out doing um some it's like a desert safari place where they do multi-activities like ride a camel you know go out in the sand dunes and you know do, do various things out there and um, myself and a couple of the lads did the uh, dune buggying uh, which was all well and good until we crashed okay. uh, so we have a freak accident um you know you don't expect these things to happen unfortunately you expect you know you go you go on ops to afghan or Iraq, but you know um the chances are someone, someone's going to, you know, unfortunately probably going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but this happened to me 
you know, during AT and, you know, I broke my neck and my back um, in this, uh, this sand dune uh, crash. Uh, but the, 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 the back break was the, the sort of major part of it because it, it damaged my spinal cord and I ended up paralyzed from the chest down. So that was uh, December 2016. So December? December 2016. Mm -hmm. That's when uh, the accident happened. And um, since then, it's obviously been a bit of a uh, crazy time, really, just uh, trying to adjust to life with a spinal cord injury, going through my initial rehab. Um, and now I'm kind of at the stage where I'm kind of trying to get myself prepared for city life, you know, so that's uh, the next, the next hurdle, which is, cause I haven't actually been discharged yet. I've still got a bit of time. Are you still serving? Yeah, I've got a couple more months, um, hopefully till, uh, you know, to sort of get as swept up and sorted as the can be. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a strange old time, really. Yeah. And um, so obviously, I imagine, and, and I can relate a little bit to how it is to adjust, you know, to that instant life change. Not not just for yourself, but for your family. How is that? You know, it's been what four years? No, three years now. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, it's been it's been a hard time for everyone, you know. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's still, you know, there still are things we're getting used to. But we've, thankfully, we've now got the house adapted. So that was like a really big, that was a really big mm. thing because it, it means that, um, I, you know, a lot of the pressure that was on Lauren and the boys has been taken off where I can now get around the house fully independently. Okay, great. I don't, you know, I don't really need anyone near as much help as I did it before. So even, even silly little things like going down to make coffee, um, you know, it's another little thing, isn't it? You know, it doesn't sound like much, but out of all the things, you're, if you're always asking for help all the time, you don't want to have to ask for coffee because it's just another thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit of a, an avid, hot, wet drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Most bootnecks are, so uh, I need at least 50 coffees a day. And, it's um, important, isn't it, to celebrate those those small wins, you know, because that, that's, that's another tick in the box. It's regaining that part of independence with your life. And yeah. if you're knocking back 50 a day, <laughs> then um, it's important that you can do it yourself, I think, isn't it? No, definitely. So things have, you know, got uh, better from that respect. And then, then there's also, you know, at the initial, when you first get injured, um, you kind of, you go in day to day, aren't you? It's just all you're worried about is the day that's in front of you and what you're, what you're immediately doing in the sort of rehab and adjusting in the unknown. Whereas now we're in a stage where we're kind of looking a bit further forward in time um, as to what is going to be around the corner in the next year or so. And that obviously brings with it stress and worry, uncertainty still. So there's kind of, we're kind of going through that kind of stage at the moment, I think, you know, where it's uh, more of the psychological aspect than the physical getting used to things because and they, you know, a wheelchair kind of solves a problem, really. I can, I can get about it's all the, the other bits and pieces that you don't see. That's the stress and makes life hard and the psychological parts as well. Um, so, it's, uh, yeah, I think we're all still kind of still coming to terms with stuff, really, I think, even now. Um, yeah. So do, do you have a plan or are you just going to see how things unfold for a minute? Well, the, the plan at the moment is looking at a, 
IT, so I've been doing some IT courses. Okay. Um, another really big win for me uh, was I uh, got accepted by the Open University for the Disabled Veterans Scholarship Fund. Oh, nice. Um, even though I'm not actually a veteran yet, um, they, they took me on and uh, started studying computer science with them. So that was uh, really good. So it's given me kind of um, a goal to aim for, a sense of purpose, mm -hmm. like a track to go down. So yeah. that's kind of a long goal is to complete that. Um, so yeah, I'm working on that as well as doing an IT work placement, um, which has been going fairly well. So uh, yeah, it's um, been busy, definitely. And I see on your Instagram, you, you get out and about, don't you? I'm, uh, I've seen you out and about in the chair and with the, I, I forget what it's called, the kind of electronic bolt on front piece. Yeah, so that is a massive game changer. That, that uh, is the electric power attachment for my wheelchair. It's called a uh, Batek Electric, where Batek is the brand. It's like a Spanish brand. And it's basically an electric power attachment that clamps to the front of my wheelchair and turns me into like an electric powered trike. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is a big old game changer that because before I had that, I was kind of stuck at home quite a bit. Because, you know, you know, good days and bad days. And a lot of the, a lot of the time it was a bad day. And even getting out through the front door, I live on a bit of a steep hill. Um, so to get out and about was a fizz session. You know, to leave the house was basically means crack of fizz because you're getting up the hill. Yeah. And it was just a hangout. And so even things like taking the dog out, you know, um, taking a kid, taking a kid's picking kids up from school, or whatever you know just instantly just gave me uh you know means to get out and that independence so um yeah it's been it's been like a real game changer real life improvement that having that um yeah and um obviously that's one of the things we're going to come to later i, I suppose is, is that that's one of the things that rob Nishari, um helped help me with got me that mm -hmm. um but yeah, that's one of the things they've done for me, which um, has really helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. So who's faster, Harry? When you're on your bike and Dad's got his electronic attachment, who wins the races? You do. <laughs> even, even on the, um, you know, the cycle trail that goes down past CTC downtown. Yeah. Yeah. So going going along the cycle path. Um, you know, if someone goes to overtake him, like a, like a, I don't know, a random person who's commuting, he instantly speeds up. If, so, if someone goes to overtake him, he instantly just has to speed up. Yeah, that's like competitive <laughs> nature. Yeah, yeah. And I had some, some uh, elderly gentleman, uh, he basically said to me, oh, can you uh, ask your lad to slow down a bit so I can get past him? And I said, well, <laughs> you're just going to have to like get, get, get on there, get past <laughs> Oh, so you're quite fit, Harry, eh? He's very, very competitive. He's very, you know, bloody-minded when it comes to that, aren't he? Yeah. yeah. Should yeah, we talk very... a little bit about what you've got going on coming up? Um, because yeah. from what the girls in the office have told me, and uh, from what I've read online from your fundraising page, in July, you're going to be 10, is that right? Yeah, yeah, 10. And you're going to do a run, a sponsored run, to try and raise money. How far are you going? Um, 10k. 10k. Now I can tell you now, I, I don't know if your dad would agree, but I think when we were 10, the idea of running 10 kilometers is, is pretty scary. That's a long way to go. I can't do the maths now. I know 1.6 kilometers is a mile, I think. 
So it must be about what, five miles, six miles. Yeah, just over six miles. I, I definitely uh, never never ran any distance like that when I was ten. So absolutely, say, yeah, it's a good uh, good a good strong ambitious distance for a for a ten year old. Yeah, yeah. So how's your training going, Harry? You've been out there getting many miles on the clock. Uh, yeah, we we when I get back from school, sometimes we normally go for like a run in the evening after tea, work. and um, we might do some some days. Yeah, and are you uh, enjoying it? Um. Oh yeah, we did um run up and down the hill. Hill sprints. Yeah, hill sprints. <laughs> You'd be getting hammered <laughs> by your dad, have you? Yeah, because well, you obviously got to finish off with a few hill sprints, and because we live on a, a nice little hill, mm -hmm. it's obviously uh, you know get a few hill sprints in at the end, and that's, that's where you uh, that's where you get the gains, isn't it? Yeah, you got to use that environment around you, the sickener to finish off feeling good. So I'm I'm just assuming here. And I'm guessing that you haven't just gone out and ran 10 kilometers straight away. You're slowly building up to 10 kilometers, yeah? Yeah. So what's the farthest that you've gone so far? Probably three. No, you've about four and a half, five nearly. Mm. Oh, yeah? It was, it was, it was, it was uh, your, your legs were definitely um, feeling it, weren't they? Yeah. But yeah, is that pretty tough? Um, yeah, my legs are some push That's right. And how, so knowing how you feel doing doing that kind of distance, how do you feel about doing the whole 10k? Think it's going to be tough? Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, so yeah, I just need to just push through it and, um, I'll do it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely will do it. It's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough. How do you, how do you think you're going to feel once you've done it? Um, I'm going to feel happy. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you one thing, I think you've got a lot of support from everyone at the charity. Your name comes up quite a lot in the office. Everyone's talking about your training for this run. Because it is a big deal, mate. You, you may not think it is, but it's a big deal for, for someone as young as you to run that far. So one of the things that I used to do, and I think a lot of people do when they, when they do challenges like this, because they do get tough, you know, sometimes you've got to go inside your head and, and motivate yourself and push yourself to go a little bit further. And I've found it always, it always helps to have a reason why you're doing it. You know, that thing that gets you motivated and makes you want to push on a little bit further. So yeah. when you get tired, you know, and your legs are a bit tired and it feels like it's a long way to go. What are you going to think about to try and get you fired up and motivated to keep going? Um, I'm just going to feel like, I'm just going to feel like, yeah, I got this. Just, I mean, once I finished it, I'll feel really good. And then I just need to push through it and, you know, I need to just, I've got it. And once I've done it, I'll be really happy and everyone will be so happy. So I'm just going to push through it. Yeah, I think you're going to make a lot of people really proud as well. So, what, what's been the, the most fun so far in your training and what has been the most challenging? Um, most fun is 
probably like um, just getting a good pace and just like going through it. Getting into the rhythm. Yeah, getting into the rhythm. And yeah. then the challenging bit is um, the hill sprints at the end. And okay. uh, when, when my uh, <laughs> my legs when my legs ache, um, I just need to push through it. Yeah. I think he's, um, you're just kind of getting used to understanding your body and feeling like, you know, knowing, knowing how to push himself, I suppose, and understand yeah. what it feels like. Because obviously, if you just run to within your limits each time, you won't gain that much more. So each time you've got to go a little bit further and a little bit faster and gradually build it up. So Yeah. That's yeah. the secret, I think. That's the secret way to do it. Yeah. Now... You're not just running 10 kilometers for fun, are you? You're doing it as a fundraiser. And who are you raising money for? Um, the Royal Marines Charity. And why did you choose the Royal Marines Charity? Um, because they've helped my dad like, um, a lot, you know, with um, their lift and um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, like, the hand cycle. And... Yeah, they've helped help me a lot, haven't they, Harry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bits and the different, the certain things that the Romans charity have helped me with have been uh, definitely, you know, massive improvements in my life. Definitely. Well, can I say on behalf of the Romans charity, thank you for for choosing us and for for doing what you're doing. Um, I've said it three or four times now, but I'm going to say it again. It, it is very hard what you're doing, and there are not a lot of ten year olds around that would that would do that distance, mate, so you should be very, very proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I, earlier, I, I shared your page on my, my personal uh, Facebook to try and get you a couple more likes. So I know there is, there's that page kind of following your progress. Um, I'm assuming that you've got a, an online fundraising page. Is it a Just Given page? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, so what I'll do after this is I'll go and find that and I'll get the link and I'll push that around so people can see it and they can support you and hopefully um, throw a couple of pounds your way and help you reach your target. I'll continue to push your other page around so people can see your progress and I'm going to let everybody know what it is you're doing because, like I said, there's a lot of support out there for you, mate, and hopefully they'll send you some, some nice messages to encourage you and support you. And maybe you can think of those, you know, when you get a bit tired and, and the legs are hurting a little bit. You can think of all those people back here that are that are really wanting you to do this and do well. Okay. Oh, one last thing, actually, before before we wrap up. Now with this whole, this is going to be a bit challenging now with this whole lockdown thing and people not being able to go out, you know, as much as they did. Do you have some sort of training plans? You know, do you have a treadmill or are you going to do some sort of different kind of training to keep your fitness up? Um might do some hill sprints, like, just, like, from the house. Yeah, we don't, that's not very far, is it? We can yeah. just can't do that. We could do some circuit training. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure your dad will figure out some sort of... Lots of burpees. Yeah, lots of burpees. <laughs> well, guys, yeah. thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. And, uh, Matt, thank you for sharing part of your story. Harry, thank you for, for sharing yours. I will get this out there as far as I can. And then maybe... You know, maybe towards the middle, maybe the end of June, just before your birthday, we can call you up again, see how you're getting on, see how far you progressed, mm-hmm. and then um, again get people to follow your progress and support you on the day. Yeah. Is that okay? 
All right, guys. Listen, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, enjoy the lockdown, uh, whatever it is that you're going to do. Uh, I'll get this edited um, and out there as soon as I can. Yeah, cheers, Mark. All right, guys, thank you. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was 10 years old, the last thing that was on my mind was running 10 kilometers. You know, I'd struggled to run a bath when I was 10 years old. So running 10 kilometers, I'm sure you'll all agree, is a phenomenal effort. And it's just, it just goes to show, you know, what members of the core family are made of. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, what your background is, where you're, where you're from, whatever, your age or anything. Um, there's just something about members of the core family that's different. And Harry's proven that. So... I don't know what's going to be going on with the whole coronavirus and lockdown thing. The the date that he runs might slide right slightly. We may be able to go out and support him, we may not. But through our social media, through our Facebook, our Instagram and our Twitter, we'll keep you up to date. And hopefully things will all be back to normal by then and we can all go out there and show this special little boy the support that he deserves. Guys, thanks for listening as always. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for sharing the podcast, for rating the podcast, for leaving your reviews. Every little bit helps. Um, we're trying to get as much content out of there to you as possible. I hope it's valuable. I hope you're enjoying it. Thank you all.